This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The surprise birthday party that ended in a COVID-19 crisis. 18 people now stricken. We knew this was going to happen. Then in the line of COVID-19 fire. Dozens of Secret Service agents ordered to self-quarantine after President Trump's Tulsa rally. And what's it like going to the office today? Believe it or not, your temperature's being taken right now. Right now. Right now. And streets of fire. Oh my God! The fireworks epidemic. It came blasting right into a three-year-old boy's bedroom. Plus, Stop. the 911 call that led to a confrontation with cops and cries for justice. Be like a good person or a bad person. I have no good. I don't do that stuff. Then, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Do they really want him as a contestant on Dancing with the Stars? And Savannah Guthrie defends her messy pandemic hair. And Catmen who can't get dates. Why so many women are saying they'll never date a dude who likes cats. Not into cat guys. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It's another reminder that wearing masks and social distancing is recommended for a reason. 18 people tested positive for COVID-19, including one woman battling breast cancer, all because of a surprise birthday party. As Amber Cagliano reports, it happened in Texas, one of several states seeing a huge spike in COVID cases. Come on in. This young woman is about to get a big surprise. Surprise! Her family is throwing a party to celebrate her 30th birthday. It seems like a great day. Everyone is having a fun time. But what wasn't known at the time is that there was a ticking time bomb at the party. Someone was infected with COVID-19. We knew this was going to happen. Ron Barbosa was invited to go to the party for his daughter-in-law, but he says he decided against attending because of the pandemic. Barbosa says he strongly urged his family to cancel the party. And it wasn't that long, it was just a couple hours. But during that brief time, somehow another 18 family members are now infected with COVID. It turns out that a nephew who hosted the party came down with a mild cough the next day. He did not realize it at the time that he was in the early stages of COVID-19. Eight guests at the party contracted the virus. They, in turn, infected 10 other people they later came in contact with. In total, 18 people came down with COVID-19, all stemming from that surprise birthday party, including Barbosa's elderly parents who have been hospitalized. His father, Frank, is now on life support. My dad's hanging on by a thread. We're doing everything we can to keep him alive today. Visitation is restricted. They're in there by themselves with no family. 
you know, and it's just heartbreaking. A cautionary tale of what can happen in the age of coronavirus. We're told the rest of the family members have recovered and are doing well. And President Trump's insistence on having that indoor rally in Tulsa has taken its toll on the ranks of the Secret Service. Dozens of Secret Service members have been told to quarantine at home after two agents who were on that trip tested positive for COVID-19. Les Trent has more. Secret Service lockdown. Dozens of agents have been ordered into quarantine. The aftermath of President Trump's controversial rally in Tulsa. A Secret Service spokesperson says the quarantine order will not affect the agency's ability to protect the president. The U.S. Secret Service remains prepared and staffed to fulfill all of the various duties as required. Today, the president and first lady Melania paid their respects at the Korean War Memorial for the 70th anniversary of the conflict. They spoke to veterans who are in their 80s or older. No one was wearing a mask. You'd never know that across the nation, COVID cases are surging. Yesterday, the U.S. reported the largest single-day increase in cases since the outbreak began. In some places, it's worse right now than it's ever been. The alarming numbers prompted the governors of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut to issue an extraordinary travel alert, ordering anyone flying or driving into the tri-state region from COVID-19 hotspots like Florida, Texas, and Arizona to self-quarantine for 14 days. We worked very hard to get the viral transmission rate down. We don't want to see it go up because a lot of people come into this region and they could literally bring the infection with them. We're at Newark Airport, and we spoke to a bunch of folks who are just coming in right now from Florida. They had all heard about the quarantine, which went into effect at midnight last night, and everyone we spoke to said that they would comply. If they don't and they're caught out and about, they could face fines of up to $10,000. Two weeks is a long time. Yeah, well, I was quarantined for three months <laughs> when it first started, so another two weeks isn't going to do anything. I'm Jim Moran in Los Angeles, where we're seeing the biggest surge in COVID cases since the crisis began. Hospitalizations are up 29%, and testing centers like the one behind me are operating at capacity. And we're seeing a big increase in the number of young people getting the virus. While we're opening up, young people are going out and about, and they're greeting each other, going to bars, having fun, carelessly rather than being careful. They're not wearing their masks. I understood um, the chance I was taking going out, and obviously now I'm paying that price. College student Adriana Carter caught the virus on a night out with friends in San Marcos, Texas. I hadn't gone out since the bars reopened. Um, It just so happened that the one night out I did, like I did contract coronavirus. The mortality rate from the virus appears to be going down. And that may be due to better treatment as we learn more about the invisible enemy. We have two drugs now, remdesivir and dexamethasone, this steroid, which both of them have been shown to reduce the time that you can have to be in an intensive care unit and certainly with the steroids improve survival. And as the country reopens and many people head back to work, things are going to look a little different. Stephen Fabian got a tour of an office of the future at one of the nation's most famous addresses. As America slowly gets back to work, I came to Rockefeller Plaza in Manhattan to see the post-pandemic office. It's not going to be business as usual. 
You have to wear a mask in the building. We actually have cameras that will determine if you're not wearing a mask, and we'll let our uh, wellness concierge know and bring you a mask. Wow, so the cameras can actually see if you're not wearing exactly. a face covering. Scott Reckler, CEO of RxR Realty, says workers have to take a wellness test on a phone app before they even leave home. Get five questions, you answer them. Okay. And if you get a green, you come in. If you get a red, you stay at home. You've got the green pass. Yeah, the green pass. So then once you get to here, I'll you show this guy the green pass. The pass. Now, what happens if your pass isn't green? If it's red, he'll ask me to leave. And there's yet another wellness check before you get to the elevators. Believe it or not, your temperature is being taken right now. Right now? Right now. Wow. And so if you have a temperature of over 100.4, you're going to be stopped by the wellness concierge. Anyone with a fever is taken behind this screen and their temperature is taken again. Looks like I'm good to go. A security pass tells the elevator which floor you work on. They take just four passengers at a time. Placards here on the floor to let people know where they need to stand so they're far enough apart. Exactly. 14th floor. We haven't touched anything yet. On the office floors, corridors are marked one way so no one passes you. And the desks are spread far apart with glass partitions between them. There's only like one person per pod. Exactly. We really had to reimagine the entire workspace. We've been doing this day and night now for the last hundred days. With less space available, some experts believe that at least 50% of office workers may have to continue to work from home at least until there's a vaccine. We've told you about the problem around the country of people setting off illegal fireworks. Well, it's getting worse. Most upsetting is the story of a little boy who was badly burned when a firework sailed into his bedroom window. Talk about streets of fire. This was the wild, out-of-control scene in Brooklyn. They commandeered the streets while setting off Roman candles and other dangerous fireworks. And no surprise, no one got in their way. How dangerous is the fireworks epidemic getting out there? This is the moment a three-year-old boy was hit with a firework inside his own bedroom. The family was staring out a sixth-floor apartment window in the Bronx, watching the neighborhood fireworks when it happened. The boy was burned on the arm and rushed to the hospital. He was back home and sleeping today. He was crying. Um, I was scared. I was crying the same like him. So I was crying to 12 to 3 a.m., and, and then I stopped the boy's sister, Mia, showed us where they were watching the fireworks. You can see the curtains were burned. People across the USA are fed up with the never-ending fireworks night after night. This woman, trying to get a good night's sleep, recorded the non-stop blasts that were keeping her awake. Yo, it sounds like they're blowing up the gas station down the street from my house. This is insane. You are not alone. Dancing cheek to cheek is not exactly socially distant. So who is the least likely person to join the cast of Dancing with the Stars? Yep, word is Dr. Anthony Fauci has been asked to join the show. Is Dr. Anthony Fauci getting ready to lace up his dancing shoes? Producers from Dancing with the Stars reportedly want the 79-year-old infectious disease expert to be a contestant for the upcoming season. Reps for the show had no comment, but a spokesperson for Dr. Fauci says Dr. Fauci has not received a formal invitation from Dancing with the Stars. 
Dr. Fauci, while flattered, would respectfully decline. And today's show host Savannah Guthrie has messy hair and she doesn't care. Guthrie has been doing without the usual network anchorwoman glam squad and viewers are taking notice. With what they pay you, can't you afford a hairstylist? I love the natural unkempt look, but it's distracting, writes one loyal viewer on social media. Guthrie has a ready response. We are all doing our own hair and makeup during the pandemic, and yes, it shows. This morning on Today, her hair did seem to be back to more of a do than a don't. And two weeks after being removed from the new HBO Max streaming service, Gone with the Wind is back, but with a difference. 80 years after its initial release, Gone with the Wind is a film of undeniable cultural significance. Now before the movie, you'll see this four-minute prologue hosted by film scholar Jacqueline Stewart putting the film's depiction of slavery in the South in historical context. Watching Gone with the Wind can be uncomfortable, even painful. Still, it is important that classic Hollywood films are available to us in their original form for viewing and discussion. And after 31 years in the music business, the country group Dixie Chicks is responding to requests to drop the term Dixie from their name. From now on, they'll be known as the Chicks. The band said they wanted to, quote, meet the moment. And talk about being in the right place at the right time. A husband and wife were driving down the road when they saw a truck crash and catch fire. And even though it could have exploded at any moment, the husband ran to save the driver while his wife filmed it with her cell phone. It's a matter of life or death. A man is trapped in his burning vehicle as a good Samaritan works frantically to pry open the door. A sheriff's deputy joins the rescue. Sir, undo your seatbelt! But the driver is trapped. Get out! It's a frantic scene because the vehicle could explode at any second, but they're not able to get the driver out. Come on, this way, hurry! They run to the back of the truck where the window is smashed. This time, success. The driver groans in agony as they lift him by his arms and pull him free. You gotta get out, it's getting gonna burn. The heroic rescue comes just in time. Look what happens. The truck is totally engulfed in flames. He's always been a hero. He's he's always helping people. Good Samaritans Karina Gonzalez and John Phelps say they were driving by when they saw the crash in Stanislaus County, California, and knew they had to take action. I seen the flames already starting, so I just knew uh, I'd be get the guy out of there. The man pulled from the truck suffered a back injury and lacerations, but thanks to those good Samaritans, he's expected to make a full recovery. Next, stop the 911 stop. call right, that stop. led to a confrontation with cops and cries for justice. You might be a good person or a bad person. I have no good. I don't do that stuff. And cat men who can't get dates. Why so many women are saying they'll never date a dude who likes cats. Not into cat guys. Then, married for 53 years, they died holding hands from COVID-19. It's heartbreaking, but it was a perfect way for them to go. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The death of another black man is getting renewed attention. Elijah McClain died one year ago. He passed out from a police chokehold and was later injected with the sedative ketamine by EMTs. He died in the hospital three days later. Now more than two million people have signed a petition asking that his death be investigated. There is growing outrage today over the death of a young black man following a confrontation with police. 
23-year-old Elijah McClain is seen walking home from a store in Aurora, Colorado after buying a bottle of iced tea for his brother. He's wearing a ski mask, which prompted a 911 call. The caller says he was acting weirdly. He has a mask on. He puts his hands up. I don't know. He looks sketchy. I don't He might be a good person or a bad person. I have a right to stop you because you're being suspicious. I'm going home. He's patted down because they thought he had a weapon. Officers say he tensed up, and McLean ends up on the ground pleading with officers. You can hear McLean say, I can't breathe. This took place nine months ago, long before the same words were uttered by George Floyd in Minneapolis that triggered the national wave of marches for racial justice. Listen to what an officer says to him. If you keep messing around, I'm going to bring my dog out. He's going to dog bite you. understand me? McLean is injected by EMTs with ketamine to sedate him. An officer says McLean tried to grab one of their guns. They were cleared of any wrongdoing. <laughs> this is McLean in home video at his surprise birthday party. He worked as a massage therapist, and in his downtime, he played the violin for animals up for adoption. McLean's family says he was wearing the mask the night of his death because he Stop. has anemia and Stop. sometimes gets cold. His sister posted surveillance video of him at the store wearing his mask, doing what she calls his gratitude bow, not knowing the fate that would await him on his way home. We'll be right back. Still to come, cat men who can't get dates. Why so many women are saying they'll never date a dude who likes cats. Not into cat guys. Well, here's some upsetting research. Men who like cats may be less likely to get a date. Are women being catty when it comes to dating guys who like cats? A cat person is just not in the cards for me. I'm definitely not swiping on the guy with the, with the cat picture. 24-year-old Yana Bakalja isn't alone. A new study finds that women are less likely to swipe before. right on a man who's posing with a cat in his dating profile picture. Doctors Lori Kogan and Shelley Volsh conducted the study. The, the results seem to suggest that women view men, uh, particularly those who are going to put their cat in their dating profile picture, as less masculine, um, less dateable, and maybe even a little bit more neurotic. It's not very manly to me. It's a girly thing, I think. It's so weird how it's become such a, a negative stigma. Actor Nathan Keene has four cats. That's Ginger behind him. It's definitely hindered me. I've had a couple of girls say, I don't know if it's going to work. He says women should be more open-minded. If uh, a girl is looking for someone who could someday be a good dad, you want someone who's going to be patient and can love cats, because that, that is a full-time job right there. Dr. Kogan has this advice for single guys with cats, otherwise known as catchulers. Guys pictured with a cat are not going to get that swipe right. So if that's what you're looking for, then maybe leave the cat out of the picture. When we come back, a love story during the age of COVID-19. A very special bond to the end. That's next. And finally today, a lifelong love story that ended within minutes of each other. It's a love story for the ages. Curtis and Betty Tarpley were married for 53 years. They died an hour apart from COVID-19, holding hands. They were actually only in the hospital about a week. That's how quickly they both just went downhill fast. 
The Fort Worth couple met in high school. Their son, Tim, told us about a heartbreaking call he got from his mom. She did call me and said, um, when in this big, long, rehearsed speech of, I'm ready to go, it's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, no. Thanks to kind-hearted nurses, Curtis and Betty were able to spend their final hours together. They grabbed each other's hands. And it was about an hour later that she passed. And then about 40-something minutes after that, he did. The children find solace knowing their parents were holding hands when they left this earth. It's heartbreaking, but it, it was it was perfect. It was a perfect way for them to go. Together forever. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.